Leanne Hardesty, CEO of Your Skin Sister, Journey to Clear Skin. Join us for an enlightening interview with Leanne Hardesty, the CEO of Your Skin Sister and a former executive who battled and overcame acne. Her passion for showing clients how to clear their acne through diet and lifestyle change is inspiring. She shares insights on the relationship between diet, gut health, and skin, emphasizing that overcoming acne is more than just physical appearance. Discover her transformative journey from corporate life to empowering others to regain their confidence through your skin sister. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, where you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. Welcome to Candy Apple Advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard, and I'm here with my wife, Tabby. We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be, but we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their education. That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself. Whether you're a new parent, or have been in the game for a while, we invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together. Let me share with you a little about our guest we have today. Leanne Hardesty, originally from Northern Ireland, is now residing in Indiana, USA, is a seasoned business leader with a 22-year career in a Fortune 500 company. Because she superseded a $1 billion supply chain, Fortune Magazine recognized her as a critical innovator. Now she serves as the CEO of Your Skin Sister. For two decades, Leanne's battle with acne led her to discover the transformative power of diet and lifestyle changes on skin health. This journey inspired her to become a certified health coach. Today, she harnesses her passion for skin and professional insight to help clients transform their skin, boosting their confidence and self-image. Leanne is a wife to Adam, a stepmother to Kipton and crew, and a proud mother to her daughter, Blake. I'm so pleased to help welcome Leanne Hardesty. Hi, Leanne. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. It's a pleasure, pleasure to have you here on the Wellness Driven Life Show. I'm delighted to be here. I really appreciate you having me here. Absolutely. So let's share with the audience a little more background. Let's have them get to know you. Well, like you said, I'm originally from Northern Ireland. You can probably hear by the accent. I lived there for a long time, 37 years. And I, at that time, was working for a large corporation who had a huge presence in Northern Ireland, but they're an American-based company. So they had asked me to come to the US um, to help set up a a new division, essentially. And I moved to the US seven years ago and married an American and stayed. Um, But like you said, I started my career straight out of university. I did a degree in management and started with a company and stayed there for 22 years. And I worked my way up various roles within uh, operations, purchasing, and ultimately supply chain, where I spent 
a huge amount of time traveling. I traveled the world. It was a global organization. So I had teams in China and India primarily. At one point, I was traveling uh, a week a month to China or India. So extensive travel and just dedicated myself to my work for many, many years. And then uh, ultimately came to the US and met Adam, which has uh, now led to our baby Blake. So Adam has two sons, Kipton and Crew. They are uh, my stepsons. So it was a ready-made, wonderful family. And then 16 months ago, we had, actually 16 months ago today, we had baby Blake. So that has just been an absolute blessing and really added to our family. Yes. And I love the names, by the way. And, you know, that's a beautiful story where you fell in love with somebody and now you have your own baby girl, 16 months, you know, but that's a, that's a really nice addition where you've had two boys and now you have this little girl. So right. I always love when I hear families that get a little bit of a mix, because I think as a parent, sometimes we're, you know, when we have a couple of children of the same sex, we're like, come on, come on. And so <laughs> it's nice to add a little variation, isn't it, in the household. Now, you had really this beautiful, extensive career in the corporate world where you gained so much knowledge in leadership. And I'm curious to know, because you you went and you started following your passion, and it makes a lot of sense as a new parent, right? Where you're like, well, I want to spend more time with my family and I want to have more of that time with them, be more present with them have more control over my schedule. A lot of that is when we step into entrepreneurship, we want to have that freedom and time management. And yet sometimes when we walk into it, we're like, wow, this is a lot more than I thought. It's kind of a fire hose to the face on so many things because I'm the only one doing all the things, right? Uh, until we start hiring out, but it takes a little bit to get there. But what I want to go to, Leanne, is you you went into this passion project of skin health. And so let's talk about how you got there. Was, was skin condition something that you had your entire life or is this something that came into adulthood? It was a long time. I would say about 20 years. So from, I, I can remember about the age of 13 where I started to get acne breakouts. And I can even remember standing in school with my friends thinking, am I the only one that has it this bad? And I, I think I got the memory in my mind being at a, a grammar school where you go there at 11. So it was a few years, a couple of years into that. So I think it was around 13. And then as I was sitting in my early 30s, I still had acne. And I remember that point well, because a couple of things, I was going through quite a, a horrible divorce at that time. And mm. I remember thinking, I'm going to be on the dating scene again. And my confidence was at an all-time low going through the divorce. Yeah. And I'm thinking, when I start dating again, there's no way I'm going out and have people, you know, being very conscious about my skin. It's bad enough. And so that's why I remember those two points in time. So I would say around 20 years that I struggled with it on and off throughout that sometimes a lot worse than others. Yeah. Well, that's a long time. And I'm sure that nobody could relate with you on listening in. Uh, but no, that's too many, many people can relate with you, Leanne. I think that there's there's many people that have that the the self-confidence thing is is shattered a little bit when we have things that, particularly on our face when our skin isn't clear and it's this this sense of oh my gosh i don't look normal or you know am i going to be accepted and and i think a lot of it goes into that acceptance thing for you know, us as, as human beings, that's this innate desire to want to be accepted by the crowd, you know, by everyone else, by our peers. And so it's, it's a big deal for us, right? As you very well know. So what was that like when you were a, a teenager and then coming into adulthood? How did that make you feel? When was the moment where you started realizing that, this is something you really wanted to get a handle on or you wanted to start diving deeper into? Well, throughout my teens, I'll not lie, it was, it was just horrible and it was embarrassing. I felt like I was 
one of the few and I wasn't but you always feel that yours is worse than other people's yes so I would remember things like when it was coming up to prom or what we call in Northern Ireland we called our formals but prom time or, or times like that even staying over at friends houses where they were having sleepovers and things like that and I didn't want to go because I wanted to have concealer on my face I didn't want to have to go at night and sleep mm-hmm. at people's homes and wash my face even basic things like that we were going on school trips I was full of anxiety that well I don't want to share a room with someone I don't want them to see my skin out of the shower so throughout my um, teens I let it ruin a lot of times where I didn't want to go places I didn't want to go to proms I didn't want to go to parties I didn't want to stay at people's homes and that continued right into my adulthood where I let it overshadow so many times. You mentioned at the start me featuring in Fortune magazine, which should have been a real honor. And at that point, whenever I was in that magazine, I had actually just come through the journey of changing my diet and lifestyle. So my skin had actually cleared, but I was still in the paranoia phase of, Mm. this is it going to come back? Am I going to look a mess in this magazine? And that's what I remember from that time. Not, this is a great honor. This is a happy time. Can't wait to do the interview. They're flying a a photographer over and me sitting in a a small island of Ireland for being showing up in this big magazine and Americans calling me, et cetera, was a big deal. And that whole time was overshadowed when I look back about, I'm gonna look a mess and they're not gonna to want to film me or photograph me for this magazine. And even mm. things like on a, it was the photographer came in on a Monday and in Ireland, it's still quite small town and hairdressers and makeup artists aren't open on Mondays. So I was doing it myself. And again, silly things like that where mm-hmm. I was just over letting it overshadow me. My first wedding, I remember just have full of anxiety, not wanting to be in photographs. Um, as I look back, I would have covered my face with my hair. I would have shied away from things. I would have turned down. Mm-hmm. Friends would have wondered why I kept saying I didn't want to go places. And it wasn't all the time. I obviously did go out, but there were some times where I just wanted to sit at home and get like thick acne cream and put it on so that I couldn't see the redness and hopefully it would be cleared up in the next few days type mentality yeah I personally let it overshadow so much of my life and that's just a couple of examples I can go back to many times where I wouldn't have I would have been dodging photographs and I would have just been full of anxiety thinking that everyone noticed how bad I looked when in fact it probably wasn't that way at all but when I deal with clients today and I hear some of their stories to me it doesn't look as bad as what they feel Mm. but I resonate because I felt it myself yeah that makes a lot of sense I feel that especially you said you know it wasn't that bad but I allowed that mentality and it's because you were just so conditioned I mean if you dealt with this for so long, for a couple of decades, our our bodies and our mind are just so conditioned to that thinking, that fear mode, because that's what we keep going back and round and round with, right? And it's it's very unfortunate because it sounds to me like there are so many missed opportunities that that come into play here. And because we don't want to show up. We don't want to be seen. We don't want to have photographs taken. We don't want to even go out. I mean, it's heartbreaking. And and even childhood memories where you you didn't go to sleepovers and be out with friends at night because you would have to demask, so to speak, right? And that that it's it's a sense of trauma in a way, because we have created this fear mode around it. Right. And even my, you mentioned I have a 16 month beautiful baby, but that was even, and this is years later when I have cleared my skin for a long time, but I was thinking I'm going to go off birth control and I, my hormones Mm. are going to be raging and I'm going to get pregnant. And unfortunately I had some miscarriages. I left it later in life to have a child. I, went through that, I went through IVF and all of those things, hormones being pumped into my body. So I had all that anxiety even years later. And I thankfully through the changes I've made and the knowledge I have now, I was able to keep my skin clear throughout that, fortunately, because I actually sat in 
a waiting room with someone who ultimately became a client and she was um, pregnant around the same time as me and was bedridden, was told by her doctor she was bedbound for her final, her third trimester. And she was delighted. And it was heartbreaking for me because her skin was so bad she didn't want to show up. Mm. So she was delighted to be put to bed for her third yeah. trimester. And that to me was just the work that people don't realize if they haven't gone through acne, they think it's a few spots, it's not a disease, it's not an illness, you're fine. Yeah. And when you hear of someone who's glad to go to bed for three months, you realize, well, I'm not the only one that that felt this way. Yeah. That there's it really impacts so many lives. You know, Leanne, those are extraordinary testimonies that you're talking about. And uh, what was your experience when it came to going to doctors and medications and, you know, going through all the things? Because I know with a couple of decades, you certainly were doing everything that you could with every product that you could find. Right. Did you did you notice that any in particular worked? You know, were were there any oral medications that you took that worked, or was everything just just superficial? And that's why I said I had a, <clears throat> excuse me on and off for for twenty years because there were things that worked temporarily. And when I say I tried everything, I really genuinely feel I tried everything because I'm an all or nothing person. So I was, I'm going to mm. try anything I can get my hands on. And most things are, of course, appealed to our nature where these are overnight, this is going to work overnight. So I was all about that. I'm all about zero patients. I want something to work quickly. So I tried, I went to the doctors countless times and experts, but all they kept giving me was, like I said, birth control or topical creams or antibiotics. So I had many, many courses of antibiotics, which would have worked in the very short term, but then the acne just came back. And that's because I was just treating the symptom. I was never getting to the root cause. So I would have had periods of time where my skin cleared. I maybe had strong antibiotics for a period of time, or when I started birth control, that worked for a, for a short period of time. And I felt incredible. And then it just came back. And ultimately, those things made it worse in the long run because the topical, very harsh acne products disturbed or disrupted my natural skin barrier and made my skin even more dehydrated and dried out, which then in turn produced more oil, which caused more acne. The courses of antibiotics disrupted my gut further. So anyone that takes antibiotics for any illness today, thankfully, most doctors will say take some probiotics to counteract mm -hmm. some of the disruption on to your gut micro, microbiome yeah. but then I didn't know anything about that and at that point no one mentioned to me about diet or other lifestyle tweaks no one so sometimes when I look back I'm pretty frustrated and mad about it that I went 20 years and I saw so many people I spent so much money and no one mentioned that to me and yeah. I really it's amazing yeah I, I can relate with you, Leanne, as far as you you see many specialists and you see, you know, all of these other people that have advice or what have you, but but not mentioning more of like an internal fix. And, you, you know, it and I said superficial previously because I, I that's what I mean by when we address things that are just more on the outside and not really going down deep into that root cause of things. Right. And, and fixing the actual issue and, and instead of um, really just playing around with, with that, that is on the outside. And I think that a lot of that comes into play. And so my journey, whereas I've had many skin issues throughout my, my disease of having an autoimmune disease lupus. Uh, so, so I've definitely been there where I don't want to go out in public and it's so embarrassing and I, and I just look awful and I have scarring and, and probably nobody can see it on camera, but I have a lot of scarring on my face from things like that over the years. And so I think that there are many people that can relate, but 
when you start learning that it's it's not just through taking all of these medications that is necessarily going to do the trick. I mean, they do and they're wonderful. And I'm so glad that we have a lot of the stuff that we have. Uh, and there's more to it. And when you start doing that research and reading up on diet and environment and what we put in on and around our body really makes a huge difference. And it's more of these preventative natures uh, that that come into play and start having an understanding of. Exactly. And that's when I said it, I was sitting in my early 30s when people were saying it's your hormones, it'll go away. And in my early 30s, I'm thinking this isn't, I'm not a teenager anymore. There is something more to this. Ah, uh, yeah. And I started the extensive research myself so I went through anything I could get my hands on and most of it linked back to diet. So that's where I started tweaking my diet. And I was pretty obsessed at that point because I was determined I was going to make this work. Well, you um, said you're an all or, all or nothing kind of person. You go all in. So that makes a lot of sense to me. I can relate with that as well. Now, Leanne, was there was there any sort of book or influencers, who was it? What was it that really was an aha moment for you when you were diving into this further research? I don't know that there was one specific one. I think I just read so much and they all kept repeating some of the same mm. things about reducing packaged foods, eating whole foods, the um, foods like dairy that impact our hormones. So I kept reading and very similar information about inflammation in our bodies, about um, how insulin spikes in our bodies, which can ultimately lead to acne, about um, the glycemic index and how high GI foods spike our insulin, which can lead to acne, and how stabilizing our blood sugars is key, or it's the name of the game in an acne-free diet. So I, I think it was more, I just read so much, and it, there was all similar themes. So with that, I pulled that together and I started to structure my diet and really focus on meats and whole grains and fruits and vegetables and nuts and really mm. cut down and in some cases eliminate, eliminate a lot of food groups. And in 12 weeks, bearing in mind I had acne for 20 years and in 12 weeks my skin was clear. Oh my gosh. Okay. So now Leanne, I have to ask, what was your diet like prior to that? Well, if any of my friends or family are listening to this, they will tell you it was extremely healthy. And it was, I've always been into health and fitness, or I thought it was, sorry, I should say that's the impression. And I felt it was healthy, but there's many foods like foods that would say low fat on it, that people think are healthy, cereal yeah. bars, protein bars, protein powders, things like that, that we believe are healthy and low fat are actually triggers for acne because they'll be high in inflammatory oils or they'll contain a lot of refined sugars. Because if you think about it, a low fat food, the manufacturers are going to strip out the saturated fat. It's going to taste like nothing. So they have to add sugars and other things to give it flavor. Yeah. So I felt that I had a great diet and even when I periods I was with personal trainers where I thought I was at my healthiest, my skin was at its worst mm. because I was increasing dairy. I was increasing whey protein. I was mm. increasing low fat foods that I just did not know was contributing to my acne. I thought at those times, oh, I was sweating because I was working out so much or I was stressed with work or that was the cause of why my skin got so bad when I did real intense personal training. And it's only now that I look back that I can see that connection. Yeah. You know, Leanne, I'm so pleased that I asked you that because of, of just everything that you said. You know, it's amazing when we think that we're doing the right things and eating the healthy foods. And then you learn that, no, actually, a lot of these ingredients is as a disservice to me and my body. And, you know, and then you become a little... Uh, understanding of, I have to read the back of labels and where whole foods, you're pretty safe, right? Because there's no ingredients. And so when you start creating your own, uh, 
when you cook more at home and you're using those whole foods, you know exactly what's going into it. I mean, even when we go into restaurants and, you know, they're, they're better restaurants or so you think you don't know what ingredients are going into it. And so it's this high risk, um, so to speak, especially with people where it, your body really tells you pretty quickly that it doesn't like this. And sometimes I like to say that my disease is my superpower because of that, because it very quickly tells me this is not okay. And I don't like this and I'm, I'm letting you know. <laughs> and so when we start tuning into our bodies, it's, it's very, very telling if we just allow ourselves to listen. So I very much appreciate that you bring those things up. I mean, especially with you know, the, the protein powders and all of the things, because we do think that it's good, but until we actually read those labels and we're like, there's all of these things that I'm not quite sure, or, oh my gosh, there's actually sugar in here. And, you know, people think that diet drinks or what have you, or diet, this and that is a good thing when sometimes they're some of the worst things we can put into our body. And it's, it's just that learning curve of, and it's nobody's fault. I think that the biggest message for a lot of people is it's nobody's fault. I mean, especially in America where so many people's diets are just not good. Uh, it's, it's not your fault because this is our, this is what we're growing up with. I mean, you walk into a grocery store and what's right in front of you, it's, it's chips and it's this and that, and it's designed to, to put things in front of you that don't serve us, unfortunately. Right. Exactly. And it's just education. People don't know. And I didn't know for a long time. And that's why I ultimately became a health coach. And now I probably know way too much. But like you said, a key tip is focus on whole foods. So if you're going to grab a cereal bar, just get a piece of fruit or whisk up some uh, scrambled eggs for your breakfast, etc. instead of grabbing like a sugary bagel or um lift a one ingredient food instead of a processed or packaged food or if you're on the go and you do need to grab a snack look at the ingredients and get the product that has the least ingredients as possible i'm a huge bread fan i absolutely love bread and i normally bake my own but when i don't because i'm a mom and running around i would always look at the bread for just as one example and i would there's one i buy that's only like four or five ingredients there's some others that you buy might be sitting right next to it and it's got a list this long of ingredients and that's where a lot of those inflammatory oils sugars mm -hmm. come into play which is not just having an impact on our skin and acne because I talk to many friends about my diet who've implemented it who don't have acne but it's really good for your health overall because what happens with acne is in some ways it's a good thing it showed up in my skin so it made me make the changes it made me do the research it made me make the changes but it's because things were going on internally that ultimately showed up in my skin for other people it's going on internally and they're not seeing it in acne so they're not potentially making those changes so for me I was forced into it and not only did I clear my skin but I sleep better I have so much more energy I weigh less I'm sitting here in my 40s. It's a pretty anti-aging diet, so I'm not. Um, and you just had a baby. Had a baby. Let's let's put that in there too. So all of those things, I now do. People would say to me, "Did you really say on social media you're glad you had acne?" I I would say I'm glad I had it because I made all these changes and my life has just transformed. However, I'm not glad I had it for 20 years. I will caution with that piece. But I'm glad it drove me to make changes because I genuinely feel that my life overall has changed. And I'm also helping other people who, who like yeah. me, just didn't know this. Well, that's definitely where the, the passion comes into, right? And I think that when we can look back on our, our history and the things that you know, were very, very challenging for us to experience. And when we can go to those times and, you know, understand that it was this beautiful learning opportunity where we gain so much wisdom and where we can utilize that experience to propel us into being something of a greater good for others. I think that there's so much power there and so much you know, love when we can really come to that point of understanding where we're not, 
you know, regretting our past instead, you know? So I, I love that you mentioned too, that there are so many different things that changed in your life. It wasn't just the clearing of the acne, but it was, you got better sleep, you have better weight control and all of these things that really are this, this counterpart to, to changing certain things in, in your life. Now, Leanne, I'm curious, what are some of the things that you learned about gut health on this journey? Well, just for anyone that isn't familiar, I'm sure, sure most of you are, but our gut has trillions of bacteria, both good and bad bacteria. Um, but when with the Western diet, like we've just described, highly processed, a lot of sugar, it can tip the balance to more bad bacteria which means our digestive health and our health overall is ultimately impacted. So for many people, they will have uh, inflammation then occurring in their body that will maybe show up through indigestion and various different uh, ailments. So through our cleansing our body and changing our diet, we can, and introducing foods like uh, fermented foods, sauerkraut, like kombucha, Foods like that can increase the level of good bacteria in our gut, which ultimately then can lead to better skin because there's a huge connection. I think the East have got it absolutely right. They have a real connection between mm. our gut health and our health overall and ultimately our skin health. I did a, just as an aside, I, like I said, I did a huge amount of travel. I have a lot of friends in China. And when I went there, I used to go around and even like grab herbs and stuff to take, which is wonderful. And I still think they're great. Um, I used to get my translator to write it down. I used to go into these stores and buy them and they were great to take, but they weren't good in isolation without me repairing my gut. Mm. Oh, that's a good thing to know. Very good thing to know. Yeah. So that's when I say a lot of these things for me didn't work or, or worked in the short term. They were good, but they need it to be paired with my diet and lifestyle changes mm. and that's why focusing on repairing my gut because like I said I went through years and rounds of antibiotics I was taking birth control other medications and that really has an impact on our gut microbiome so by really going back stripping out those processed packaged foods focusing on when I say whole foods I mean one ingredient foods like fruits and vegetables nuts that type of thing Right. I focused on adding a good quality probiotic to my diet and then adding those probiotic rich foods um, as well as um, prebiotics or when you, when you feed the good bacteria. So things like onions and garlic and asparagus, foods like that, that you can add to your diet pretty easily. Um, they feed the good bacteria in the gut. So all of those things combined then to repair my gut health, which ultimately showed up in my skin and many other aspects because I would have had years of indigestion which I never again associated with my skin health or what I was eating or anything like that and by changing my diet that that went away yeah so Leanne now now I hear you say and I'm so glad that you brought it up that you know I I was taking these herbs but they they weren't doing me any service because I didn't heal myself in, in the right manner first. Now, I'm curious outside of that, when you work with your clients and you work with other people, is, is there, are all ingredients the same for others or are people too have to go through this journey of discovery of what works best for their body? I mean, are there different, uh, are there different gut types, so to speak? I think the thing with acne is it's extremely complex. So what my trigger will be will be different for someone else. So someone might have a digestive issues or food intolerances or their root cause could be different. Everyone's different. And that's where I've designed my program so that I'll work with the client to essentially eliminate foods and then slowly introduce them back because my whole premise is that everyone should have a wide variety and a really fulfilling diet if you like so that you can really enjoy what you eat and it's not about going to two aisles in the grocery store and just eating fruits and veg because I mean, it's it's difficult to do that you need really 
good willpower to, to keep your diet on track like that. So I want everyone to have a varied diet. So the what we do is work to get what your triggers are. For many people, things like common things like dairy will be common triggers for most people. For me, it was an absolute game changer. For others, it might be other things. So we work to do elimination and then reintroduce so we can understand what the person's trigger is. So then they can start reintroducing other things and have a balanced diet, essentially. I've read many books. There's even a couple of podcasts I listen to where some people, and they're just like, I eat these four foods. I don't want that for anyone because I'm a foodie. I love my food. I love I love going out and mm. I don't want anyone to have that limited diet. We're all human and it is very difficult to keep on track with such a strict diet like that. I know I travel the world through work and I love travel personally. And when you travel or you've got a child or you're on the go or you're busy, it's very hard to do that. So my aim yeah. is that we get to the root cause we understand that person's triggers and then we work to get their diet back in line so they can enjoy uh, as much as they can. I generally, once I was very strict, like I said, so I eliminated foods. I really got my skin cleared, then tentatively tried foods because if you, if you remember, I was doing this on my own. I didn't, if there was a me at that time, I didn't know of them. I didn't know about health coaches. I didn't know about alternative medicines. So I was trying to feel through this myself through trial and error. And that's where I brought the knowledge so that people don't have to do that. I've done the work. Let's cut this. Let's introduce. And then what I do now is I pretty much have an 80-20 rule where 80% of the time I'll have a pretty good diet because I know I really enjoy those foods. And then about 20% of the time, which is mostly I'm good during the week and then deviate with the treats at the weekend is normally how it goes. If I'm going on vacation, like I was away there in Spain and Ireland for two weeks and it was probably 50-50 more like because I went to Spain, there was all the healthy foods and I went back to Northern Ireland and just ate all the lovely stuff I I miss from, from yeah. back home, which uh, is not skin friendly at all. <laughs> well, you must know that because growing up you had acne, right? And you had right. skin issues. So Exactly. But then I, yeah. just re I just reset. Uh, once I get home again, because I know my body and that is my aim, get my clients to know their body, understand what, yeah. what's going to work or not work for them and just enjoy and not be a misery. I'm sure anyone that's listening, you go on diets and it gets to the point where it's, uh, I can't do this any longer. I, I don't want that for anyone. It needs to be a way of life. I... I love that, that you just said that it needs to be a way of life. This is not a one and done. This is a, a lifelong process and it should be joyful. And so what I also love about what you said is the 80, 20 role and giving yourself that grace. I think that's really vital to us as humans to give ourselves that grace, to allow ourselves to have a little bit of room uh, for play. And I think also when you are very consistent for the most part on, on keeping yourself in your gut health in check, it, it is not going to be as impactful when you do have something, you know, in that, that 20%, right. Time period. And I also like that you mentioned it is very difficult when you when you put such strictions on yourself to where when you travel, you you don't allow yourself to experience other things or, you know, add in, you know, colorful things like we as humans, we appreciate variety and we we want that variety and we want all those beautiful colors. I like to say that eating healthy is so much more fun <laughs> because there is so much variety. I mean, if you can think about all of the fruits and vegetables variations that we do have, and, and it's just such a beautiful thing and you can have so much fun with it, but being able to, to do that and allow yourself that grace, otherwise it's going to be so stressful and it's going to be a fail. Exactly. Cause I'm all about quick and easy. I have a, build life with all sorts of things going on like you said growing a business um a child 
I love to travel, all those things. So I am all about quick and easy. And that's even, if you look at my social media today, I will, when I'm at the grocery store, I will always find alternatives like chips that are made with avocado oil instead of a sunflower oil that's not going to create acne or um, chocolate bars because I, I love chocolate. So here's a dark chocolate version or yeah. um, here's a, an alternative to that protein bar that you, you can go. So I would always be looking out for those and put those swaps on my social media so that people feel they can do. Because one of the worst things you can do is stress out about it. And I know I was yeah. there because when you stress, you've got that fight or flight mode in your body cortisol stress hormone raises which then ultimately produces more sebum or more oil in your skin which leads to acne mm. so a lot of my program as well as diet is around lifestyle that's why I mention lifestyle so much because it's about stress reduction because when our skin isn't good I know I stressed I run you know was running to the mirror what do I look like and that just leads to more so it's just like a vicious circle yeah. Well, that being said, Leanne, I'm very curious, you know, as you reflect on, on your history with acne, did you notice that when life was most stressful that you had more breakouts or not? I would say generally, yes. Um, and I'm saying generally is because at that time I didn't know all of this, but it's only sort of in hindsight when I look back stressful times like going through a divorce like huge amounts of travel where I was going to China a week a month like times where I was presenting to our senior vice president times like that where I can like snippets of time I can go back and pinpoint that it was worse and I understand why because I was in that stress mode cortisol was high um I think the one key thing I always noticed was if I wasn't sleeping well and I know that and I've heard many of your people who come on this podcast talk about sleep, which I'm delighted to hear because I think it's the biggest gift you can give yourself. Mm. And I talk a lot about diet. I always talk a lot about diet because I think it's a huge portion of our skin and our health overall. But sleep is just incredible for our skin and overall. And I've always been an eight hour night type person. My mother would tell you the story that I put myself to bed as a child because I loved my sleep. And when I came to the US, that was one big thing that filled me with fear. I worked for a big organization, high powered individuals, worked all the time. And I heard things, and I remember my first week on the job here and I was walking around a large engine factory and people are telling me, you can sleep when you're dead or sleep's overrated or I was up at 4 a.m. and I've got all my emails done and I'm thinking there's no sleep around here because <laughs> they're going to get stuck if they email me at 3 a.m. they're going to get nothing. And I would call that a global pandemic. Yes so I remember the stress I can even feel it now as I came to that organization and that was a big cultural shift I'm thinking no one sleeps around yeah. here. I sleep and I love my sleep. So I would have noticed times like that where my sleep wasn't as good that I definitely, my skin definitely suffered, as did many things. But I would say to anyone listening, please reevaluate if you don't think sleep is valuable. Mm. It's the biggest gift you can give yourself. Uh, I'm glad that I'm an early to bed, early riser. I'm up at 5 a.m. I'm on the ball. I'm ready to go. I'm well rested. And I am so thankful for that. But I love getting to my bed at night time. Okay. Um, well, that, that being said, Leanne, can you share with us what what does a day look like for you? Like what time do you go to bed? How much sleep do you typically get? And it and it is, it's so, so powerful. Leanne, you are bringing so much value to the audience with all of the things and um, that you're doing and all of the tips and tricks. So what does a day look like for you? My day's very different these days now I'm not in corporate and I've got my little girl. But generally it would be I get up at five. I love getting up early and the house is quiet and it's me time. And I have a real routine. I always have been into personal development for many, many years. I have a, a mentor at the moment, Kim Calvert, who is incredible. And I implement a lot of her routine that she would teach. So I got up in the morning and I would do a meditation. It might be 10 or 15 minutes. 
And that is very calming, very grounding for me. That's something I started many years ago, particularly in the corporate world, mm. because I was a lead negotiator. I was in the midst of supply chains. I was in very intense environments. So I start my day always with the meditation. And it's something even now when my baby wakes or I even have her lie beside me sometimes, even though she's 16 months, I want to get her used to this type of thing because it has been transformational for me where I can respond rather than reacting. Mm. And then after I do my meditation, I always do gratitude where I think about what I am really thankful for. And I do a minimum of 10 things every day. Sometimes they might be the same. It's always my husband, always my child, always my family, but I always try to think and mix other things up. And then I would do some other journaling about even about how my day is going to go. And I'm looking forward to a great day and set my day up for success. And then I would, even if it's 15 minutes, I go make a cup of, uh, I was going to say coffee. I don't really drink coffee as much these days. Um, I went off it. To clear my skin, went back on it a bit. I had my baby and when I was pregnant, didn't drink coffee. but So I would take my coffee alternative, dandy blend is what I take. And I would always then try to read some. I love reading and I don't get much of that these days with family. So I would always set even 15 minutes to read a chapter. Um, like I'll share with this is one I was reading this morning. It's a book called Psycho-Cybernetics, which is... I, if you want to hear about this, I, I can tell you it's actually high level written by a uh, plastic surgeon, cosmetic surgeon, mm. who was writing all about the self-image and confidence. And even when he transformed people's face or disfigurement, they still felt that they were that person with that scarring or with that crooked nose. And a lot the of same thing that you were talking about, how even though your skin was clear, you had that that fear still like you had right. you had this perception of yourself that was part of your identity that you weren't willing exactly. or able to shake. Exactly. So the, a lot of this has reinforced my journey and what I'm teaching to my clients. So it's incredible. Yeah. So I would do that. So I always try to have like from 5 to 7 a.m. for me to sit and have a hot drink and to set my day up very calming and then I would do a short workout so I used to go out and go to classes which I enjoy and I plan to do again uh, I've actually just found somewhere with childcare. and um, but for the past year or so I've just been going to my basement and doing a quick workout it might only be 20 minutes but I just think even mentally for me I enjoy that and it relieves stress and mentally I know that I'm keeping my body toned etc gosh Leanne you sound like you have the perfect day that well, all of us want need desire that's incredible that you do all of these things I mean and you started putting these into your routine during the corporate life which is really powerful not a lot of people are able to get to that point so you really got a head start in this it sounds to me yeah I felt very stressed in the corporate world and some of it, it I even look back and realize I didn't think I did at the time but there was periods of time where I was traveling extensively like I said I, was, I, I went through some emotional turmoil with divorce etc and I was going up the career ladder pretty quickly. So it was mm -hmm. very intense yeah. surroundings. And, and then I moved to another country on my own. And that cultural change at that time, I was leading a large engineering team. And my background was not engineering, but I was thrown into that to develop my leadership. Uh, so my whole world had changed. And that's when I really started meditation. Yeah. Because I met my husband and I inherited two stepsons and my world just went from small town Northern Ireland to coming to the US, getting a husband, getting two little boys, all of these things. It's a lot. It was a lot. And yeah. people don't know the cultural shift between Ireland and, and the US because we speak English and but huge cultural shift. Yeah. So I remember just starting getting the app Headspace and just sitting and using that. And 
I've got friends who meditate, so they were giving me tips. I actually found a local class. It was a six-week class on mindfulness, which was was lovely. And she taught us how to meditate and how to even just be mindful. And as we're washing our hands, was a re- I think that was the first week when you're washing your hands, just smell the smell of the soap and see the running water and just take that moment mm. to clear your mind every time you're washing your hands after the bathroom, as an example. So I started implementing really tiny things like that. And when I say meditate, when I was in the corporate world, it might only have been a few minutes. And then I I did build it up to about 15 minutes, but it was no more than that. And I definitely noticed the difference when I didn't do it. If I had a really early morning meeting with India, for example, and just rushed up and rushed out the door, I noticed a difference to my entire day. So I have kept meditation. That's been the one consistent thing I have kept. So I I hear so many powerful things, Leanne. I hear sleep. I hear meditation. I hear diet. And all of those things are really key things to incorporate into our lives. You know, the Wellness Driven Life Show is, I like to say that wellness is under this massive umbrella because it's all of these different buckets, not to be overwhelming, but to have some understanding and knowledge because the human body is complex. And but once we start understanding how it works and how the the mind, body, soul is in connection to, we really are able to understand that and and bless that and and take care of ourselves so much better. Absolutely. And I think even small things like sleep, I think when we think about we need to improve our health, people get overwhelmed. It's this mountain and there's so many things they have to do. They have to lose weight. They have to go and work out. Like I said, it's like small chunks. So I maybe meditate for 10 minutes. I maybe work out for 20 minutes, sometimes 15. If I hear my baby cry, I have to run. Yes. So it's, I would say it just get started. If, you, if you've got a few minutes, just use that. It doesn't need to be a grueling hour workout. I have not done that for years. And I probably look better than I ever have. Um, that when I was doing all heavy lifting and and, and not playing that down if I had time I would love to be doing all of that and look incredible but (laughs) I've got 15 or 20 minutes sometimes 30 minutes at the weekends when my husband's here and I enjoy it and I'm going to start going to my yoga classes again because I want that sense of community and and not isolate it in my basement Mm, community is nice yeah and it sounds to me like consistency is really the key here is that it, it doesn't matter if you know, it's something that you're doing for a certain amount of time forever and ever, or a certain way that you do it, like, like, you know, high intensity, or, you know, or what have you, it, it doesn't mean that that needs to be consistent throughout your life. And the biggest thing is we change, change is the only constant, right? So we have to allow fluctuation with that, because there's an ebb and flow, because Life is not always the same. There are things that change and giving ourselves that that grace and love in order to really allow for that. And speaking of family, I want to add to the stage here some beautiful photos because we have talked so much about this family that you have and you've created and your wonderful husband and your beautiful boys and your gorgeous daughter. And I wanted to share this with the audience because um, you have such a beautiful family. Thank you so much. Yes, my world has turned around. I went from single, no children, (laughs) to married and three children. And what a blessing it has been. But a huge adjustment to my, my life and my world. I went from just having me to think about where I was having personal trainers and I had all this time and to now getting up at five and grabbing those little times for me. Um, but absolutely worth every minute of it. And what would you say to, to new so people such as yourself? I mean, Leanne, you really concentrated on your career and on yourself. And it was more of this, you know, definite self-serving aspect to life what would you say to people who are in that position such as yourself and then they enter into family mode and and now you're serving so many others outside of yourself I would say just go easy on yourself I was way too hard on myself I tried to do everything and be everything and it's only 
through calming my mind that uh, through the meditation that I'm like I need help mm. and asking for help I was always a one for I'm a strong individual career woman and I can do everything and I don't need help and then when you have a family you absolutely need help so asking for that help and the other big thing for me was having boundaries because I would have just tried to do everything for everyone for for my family we would joke I was like their personal uh, like travel assistant and their PAs and <laughs> resumes written everyone came to me and I just have to have boundaries now where it's like guys I will help you maybe in two weeks or I can slot you in at a time where I was always the go-to person for everything I just managed to juggle it all and then with having all family commitments I can't do as much of that so having the boundaries asking for help has been huge to me I've seen so many women that I've worked with that have ill health are overweight or just run into the ground they're exhausted because they're trying to do mm. everything and uh, it took some of my own advice um after quite a few months of, of running myself ragged to say no I, I need help and I am there's lots of people I can tap into and I'm going to to use it or I am going to go downhill yeah that's a really really profound statement. I think it's, it is definitely not difficult, especially when you're the one that's really running the show and doing all the things to reach out to others and ask for help. It's a very vulnerable state right. that we have to put ourselves into and, and, uh, and allow for that. And to say, yes, I need to start delegating. I need to have boundaries, like you said, with the the people and things and places and all of the, the time in my life. And so when we understand that and we do allow ourselves to be vulnerable in that, in reaching out to others, it's, it's really great. And I would venture to say that it really helps build more uh, like your relationships with others, I think, are become stronger because mm. we we want to serve and and be helpful. We we want to show up for our family and our friends and our loved ones. Absolutely, it's it's been huge change for me, but it's a relief as well because I took too much on me, too much on my shoulders. And now I'm like, all I had to do was ask. <laughs> These people are willing and ready to help me. And it has certainly taken a huge weight off my shoulders. Is it where it needs to be? No, I, I need to offload more. My, I hope my husband's not listening. He'll be dreading the list of things I'm going to have for him. But <laughs> I always think about that and boundaries because I, I have never been good with that type of thing. I've always been so independent and I've got it and I'll run with it. And I have really started to change over the past few years and particularly my daughter has brought that where I can't do it all myself mm. and I've been very fortunate that she is a good sleeper like her mother so I have been blessed I did not have those sleepless nights yeah yeah absolutely I as a parent of three daughters I I can attest to that you always appreciate when they sleep well Leanne, you have been such a, a wonderful, beautiful guest. You've shared so much wisdom with us today. I want to ask, is there anything else that you want to share with our audience? I would say if you're struggling with acne, just get started. Don't think of it as this big mountain. Your world is going to change. You're going to have a strict diet. You're going to have to meditate. You're going to have to do this routine I've just described. That took years for me to get into that routine. And as you said, it does change. I would say just get started. There's some resources if you go to sociallinks.yourskinsister.com where I've got like a free kickstart guide. There's recipes. I think there's nine or 10 recipes in there as well, as well as some foods that you can get started. You can go buy today and eat and some guidance um, as to how you could make changes today to, to impact your skin. We're on the countdown now to all the holidays. Thanksgiving, wonderful holiday that I've inherited now since I've come to the US and I love Christmas things like that with parties and with family photos so now is the perfect time and just small steps you can chip into those um, aspects like diet my, mindset lifestyle and it can have a profound impact on your skin like I said mine turned around in 12 weeks 
And that was because it was through trial and error. I would also say just go easy on yourself because I think we just put way too much pressure on ourselves. Oh, I don't eat well or I don't exercise enough or you're doing what you can. Um, and there are tweaks that you can make. I'll call them tweaks because sometimes tweaks are as good. Several little tweaks are as good as some major changes. Um, the other thing I would um, tell everyone is 2nd of November, I do have, because the holidays are coming up, I do have a webinar on 2nd of November where I've labeled it Eat Your Way to Clear Skin. And in that, I'll share my journey. I'll get into a lot more detail on how I cleared my skin on steps that you could start immediately, as well as how I used food as medicine. Good time period. Yes. Yeah, so I thought even for the holidays, I've got few friends who are going to do it even though they don't have skin issues but just because they want to sleep better and they want better health and digestive mm -hmm. health etc but if you're on the clear skin journey I have been there and I know how lonely and isolating it can be that was probably one of the biggest things for me that I didn't talk to anyone about it yeah so that's why I've tried to create this community where people can come in and leave someone to go cry to if they need to or scream to so that webinar is also coming up on 2nd of November there's nothing like having a community of like-minded people and people where you can share that journey and, and empower each other on the journey itself. You know, I think that, that there, there's so much impact with that and being able to encourage each other as you go, it just really helps you do so much of a better job. There's the success rate is a lot higher. So that's wonderful. I can't wait for people to check that out. Make sure that you go and visit her website to see all of the things that Leanne is offering. And Leanne, I would love to know what is next for you. You've got all of this incredible stuff that you're doing. You've stepped into the entrepreneur world. You have this incredible business. What is the, the next big vision for you? skincare line it has been my dream for years Whoa, that's um, awesome I'm so glad I asked <laughs> yeah, so at the moment I do a little DIY I do buy some products um but I do a little DIY because I always tell people if it says acne in the label of the skin cream or lotion don't buy it it's so harsh mm. so I have been making my own and I want to bottle that and sell that to people so that they have something gentle to put on their skin because today I think we go to the other extreme and that is not helping at all. Maybe it helps in the short term, but ultimately mm. it just disrupts our, our skin barrier. So seeing that product out there and people using it and me using it in a nice bottle because today I'm doing it in a little dropper bottle myself is my dream. So that is going to be coming up. What are the most important aspects of ingredients? for you when it comes to your skincare line? So having for acne, uh, non-comedogenic, which means non-pore blocking. So there's many ingredients. People look at coconut oil, which is great to put into your body, but not onto your skin. So there's actually a, a good tip. There's an app called Acne Safe. So if you're using products, you can go in online to the product, copy and paste the ingredients, or copy the ingredients, paste it into the Acne Safe app, and it will flag up, is that acne safe or not? And I would say, um, for me, ingredients that are gentle, non-pore blocking. So things like an argan oil is just mm -hmm. so incredible. It's so moisturizing because it's actually counterintuitive. Years ago, I didn't want to use moisturizer because I thought, well, um, it's going to block my pores more. It's going to make my acne worse. But it's actually the other way because the more... Um, dehydrated and dried your skin gets the more oil it produces and the more acne mm -hmm. it forms so you want to keep because it's trying to counteract the the dryness and do what it's supposed to do exactly and those harsh acne creams like that i read a, a statistic last or a few weeks ago that last year in the us alone we spent three billion on acne products and yeah. that's because they're not working so people keep buying and trying mm -hmm. other ones because they are so harsh they strip our skin it becomes dry and dehydrated it produces more oil yeah. so I would use like I love argan oil it's my favorite so don't be afraid of oils I used mm -hmm. to never use oils and now I absolutely love them well your skin is beautiful I'm gonna bring you in closer again like people should should concentrate on your skin for just a moment because you really do have 
glowing, beautiful skin. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's been a long, tough journey, but go try argan oil. It's incredible. Um, I also use like really good quality uh, aloe vera. And these products aren't expensive that I'm mentioning. I used to spend a lot of money on very fancy high branded products, which I still love. I don't use them because they aren't good for my particular skin. They're, they're, I'm sure there's many others that they work well for. For me, they don't. So mm -hmm. I, uh, I recommend like an argan oil or it will block your pores or a really good quality organic aloe vera. Which is very, you can put that on underneath the argan oil and very anti-aging as well. Gosh, you're just a, a plethora of information. You're definitely stepping into the expert phase of this. And so I'm so excited for the skincare line to come out, Leanne. I'm glad that I asked you that because, you know, when we have these these passion projects that we do that we're creating into the world. I mean, the further we can take them, the better, because it means so much to us. You know, the, the value that we want to produce and put out into the world really it is something that we desire very strongly. And so it, then it is, it is very valuable. So I love that that is something that you're creating and I can't wait until it comes about. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. Absolutely. I want to make sure that everyone knows where to find you. Of course, I've had this on the screen a few times. I'm going to read it out loud for those of you listening in. And for all of you, it is always in the description below. All of the guests that we have here on the show, their information and contact is in the description below so you can learn more about them. And Leanne's site is www.yourskinsister.com. Super simple. I love that. Yourskinsister.com. And so be sure to check her out. She's been absolutely an incredible guest here on the show. And for all of you who are listening in and support the show, thank you so much. We greatly appreciate it because the show wouldn't be possible without you. So Thank you so much, Leanne. And I want to say to the rest of everyone, goodbye for now and stay tuned for next time. Goodbye.